I'm Dr. Max Pemberton. I'm a doctor working full-time in the NHS and a columnist for the Daily Mail. Welcome to this special two-part podcast for Mail Plus Health, where I speak to Robin Windsor about his experiences with anxiety and depression, the steps he took to bounce back, and how he now helps others who are struggling. Welcome back. I'm speaking to dancer Robin Windsor. In part one, we spoke about Robin's experience of depression and how he fought through it. So Robin, you mentioned in the last episode that you went to therapy. Was that something that you kept up with? I thought I got as much out of it as I possibly could. And the most important thing that I learned from all of this is to talk. So now I, I don't want to say that my friends are my therapists because that's not really, but if I have a problem or I'm having a down day or anything like that, I'll pick up the phone and just go, hi, babe, look, um, can we just have a chat? And that, that's it. That's all I needed. And that's, if I'd have done that years ago, I wouldn't have got myself into such a, such a bad, bad situation because um, you can overcome anything um, if you talk to people. There's always somebody that will help. And it was quite amazing on my Facebook, I think about on Instagram as well, I posted a post to say to people, what colour heart are you? So I think it was red for really happy, blue for okay, different colours, and then a broken heart at the bottom for I need some help. And I posted that and I said, Let, um, everyone, please um, put your colour heart in the comments below. And if somebody, you see somebody with a broken heart or a certain colour, please reach out to them. And I, I try to speak to as many people as possible. And this is during this isolation period. Um, a whole brand new community came from it of people starting to talk to each other. There were some people who were so kind hearted that went through my page and anyone that was suffering inboxed them or actually started saying, do you mind if I inbox you? And the messages that were coming back to me saying, oh, this is absolutely wonderful. Then all it needs is somebody just to know that there's somebody else there. Yeah, it's quite simple, isn't it? It's almost like, it's almost kind of quite surprisingly simple. Um, and yet we seem to manage to not do it again and again. We see, despite it being relatively easy, um, it seems to be something that we, you know, as, as, a, as a species, we seem to quite struggle with it, of like sort of talking. And yet actually it's, you know, something we can all do. And, and we repeatedly seem to struggle to realise the power of that. Um, and, 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 you know, it's fantastic that somebody is able to, you know, kind of galvanise people into, into using this. Um, so then tell me about, right, so I'm going to confess, so I don't know anything about really Facebook. <laughs> I'm not on Facebook, I don't really understand it. Um, kind of social media has passed me by a bit. But tell me, because you were doing something on Facebook Live, Instagram, so tell me about this and how that came about, and what, what's been going on? Well, of course, during the current situation, we've all gone into, we all went into lockdown, being a dancer, it's quite a scary time for anybody in the arts at the moment. And um, I had all the gigs that I had for the rest of the year canceled, well, up until August, and then there's still a few more dropping away. Obviously, when I teach, generally, it's all about touching another person. And I was a bit worried about what the future was going to hold because I didn't qualify for the government grant because I'm, I actually, I'm a limited company as, as because it's just me. And I was like, oh... So I thought, right, before I start any Zoom classes or anything like that, I offered a free evening for people that were at home. I well, it was for everybody, but specifically aimed at people who were lonely on their own or struggling during the isolation period, just to have a Friday night, forget about everything, 
bring loads of alcohol. Like, come and have a drink if you want. Don't have to. So I wasn't. Yeah, like, as a doctor. But come and join me. I'll I'll have a drink with you. It's like we're all at the pub together. Okay. Um, I had a general chit chat just to see how everybody was. Um, and then I'd get up and I'd teach everybody a little dance at home and they'd post videos and things like that afterwards. And the response, I couldn't believe the messages that I was getting saying, thanks so much for this. You've no idea how much something it helps. It makes us realize that there are people out there that care. Uh, even if we, you can't see us, because they, they, I can't see them all, they can just see me. But they're all commenting on it and I have been absolutely touched touched by that but it's been so amazing to hear the response from people who it's helped their anxiety um they feel like they've got somebody somebody there i then urge people to talk to each other and yeah it's it's just it makes me feel good because i know i've helped other people and it makes them feel good because it gives them something that they can do on on that friday night and then i started to do some um some zoom classes and it was actually for a kid's birthday party. A little girl, she'd had her birthday cancelled because of the lockdown. And her mum had uh, contacted a friend of mine, actually, uh, and asked if I would do a Zoom class for the kids just to get them all strictly fired and get, the, get them all dressed up. Boys and girls absolutely loving it. And then one of the mums saw it and said, oh, could we do this for the mums? And then out of that group, somebody else said, can I do this for my group of friends? And right. so on, so it started building itself, which is, which is great. And um, I do a lot of people uh, Zoom classes for people that I've got one lady that wants just to exercise and lose some weight, but dance, but sort of really energetic. But she just wants to do it with me, and yeah, it's a wonderful thing. And it's getting a lot of people into dancing who would feel intimidated to go to a dance class. So they actually can learn these steps in the comfort of your own room. No one's watching you. Yeah. And then once this is all over, they'll have that confidence to be able to go to a dance class. I think it's interesting because this is, it's been quite difficult, I think, for a lot of people this, this period. And lots of my patients, so obviously I've still been going to work every day. So I've had a very different experience from most people or from a lot of people um, of the lockdown because I still go to work every single day and I come back. And so, so actually my experience of lockdown has been relatively minimal in that it's just I haven't been going out in the evenings. So I've not been going out on the weekends. But my sort of day, the architecture of my day is still quite similar. Whereas actually for a lot of my patients and, and lots of my friends and family, Actually, they've been going for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks without leaving their, their, their house. And it's kind of really, really impacted, I think, on their mental health. But however, there, there has been some positive things that have come out of this. Um, and, and I like the idea that actually that, that kind of the, the, the being in your house and having to kind of find alternatives actually is maybe emboldening people and making them feel a bit like, oh, I'm going to try this because I'm not going to be embarrassed about sort of, you know, going to a class and actually there's lots of people maybe that might think I'll try a zoom class or I'll try a Facebook live thing I will never ever ever you know they would never go to a dance studio and go hey you know <laughs> I want to learn the rumba or whatever but they will go do you know what well I'm here I'm nothing else to do and I'm already on Facebook let's just give it a go and I love that idea that this has kind of introduced people and I think lots of people have been trying different things that maybe they wouldn't do normally because they feel that there's not the social pressure so much you know there's not you know in a class there's always that fear of failing in some way whereas actually when you're in your home and you're just doing it over the internet there's you know it's only you well it's it's been fabulous because it's like getting people as i said getting people who wouldn't normally dance get up and dance but mm -hmm. once they do it they realize how good it is for you 
how good it is for your mind, how good it is for your body. And they keep coming, coming back for more. Um, at the beginning of the beginning of the lockdown, when we first were all locked in, I struggled the first two weeks. I, I could quite easily, if I wanted to right, I'm going to take a week off and stay at home and not leave the house could do that. No problem. But the moment you tell me I can't, I was climbing the walls and I, I found all of a sudden I was feeling isolated again. And that was something I didn't want to have to let things slip because it was very, it would be very, very easy to go backwards when you're locked in the house. Um, I'm very fortunate that my flatmates are personal trainer and a massage therapist. Like I've totally scored there because uh, he's been training me every day. Um, and I know a lot of people who are perhaps uh, more vulnerable have not left the house now in a good couple of months and are still really struggling. And, and the thing that I did to get over that initially was to exercise the first thing as soon as I got up is get the endorphins moving in your body. Even if it's just a, a small amount stretch and just do a little bit of activity that's going to get that blood pumping in the body. And then I made a schedule for the day that sometimes that schedule was a bit silly, like, okay, at 11 o'clock I'm doing the hoovering. And then at 12 o'clock I've got clean the bathroom or, or something like that, or give myself an activity to do every hour with a 10, 10 to 15 minute break in between. So it always kept you active all day doing something that you had to complete your schedule. Um, this, honestly, I've been saying this for the first day of lockdown. I've been saying <laughs> to everybody, because obviously loads of people have been contacting me, kind of being on the radio and stuff like that, saying, oh, can you give us some advice? And my number one thing is you know, we're creatures of habit. And the, the main thing really, aside from all the kind of fear that the virus has generated and all that kind of stuff, the main thing really that it's done, that this lockdown has done, is it's removed our structure um, that we have in our, in our lives. And we know that actually structure is incredibly important for our, for our mental health and our mental well-being. And at the minute that goes, things often will, you know, there's a, a real propensity for things deteriorating. And it's exactly what I've been saying is that, you know, people are struggling. Do, do literally like do, do create a routine. And it doesn't matter what that routine is. No one's going to judge you. No one's there. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you're moving at 11 o'clock, great. Do you yeah. at 11 o'clock? But it's knowing that there's this kind of structure that you can kind of hang the rest of your life around. It's really important. Yeah, so I didn't want to just end up sat on the sofa all day, and which is very easily done, and just flicking through Netflix or something like that. Um, and I sort of, I was all dis disappointed at the beginning, but I was literally the week before lockdown was about to launch my new business, which was corporate team building, taking people in the offices, teaching them to dance, sending them off in couples, getting them to learn stuff together, bring them back, do a strictly sort of style competition, and you get a winner out of that and uh, give them a big talk on, on what it's like working as an individual, a team, and as a, as, as a dancer, basically, but in, in, from, from my side. So I was like, great, what are we going to do? And I think I found a way of being able to do it online because I didn't realise that Zoom, you can have these little breakout rooms. So I think I may still be able to, to do it, but that only hit me the other day because somebody put me in a breakout room and I was like, what's this? So uh, hopefully you're going to be able to get that up and going as well. But also I do hope that we'll be able to get back socially together and because I, I, I do, I think the, the technology has been really helpful, I think in... Uh, in some ways, but also I think ultimately we're gregarious animals. We, you know, we we need to kind of have human contact. Um, and and I've sort of certainly found that interacting over Zoom, for example, it's not it's not been quite the same. And even some of my patients I've been seeing over Zoom or the equivalent, like in the NHS, we use a similar sort of 
um, piece of technology, but it's been really quite different to actually seeing them in person. And so I really hope, this is one of the things actually I've missed most out of this whole kind of lockdown period is being able to actually see people um, yeah. you know, kind of in the flesh. I think it's really important. Um, and so I really hope, it sounds like a brilliant, a brilliant kind of business idea, but I really hope that you're able to actually get people to kind of connect together, you know, once all this strangeness is over. Yeah, I think it's going to be uh, quite a while. So my friend works for TfL and they've said that he's not going back into the office until at least November. Um, and I'm supposed to have Panto this year um, as well. But that's still sort of mm. undecisive of what's happening because of theatres and social distancing. And are people going to send their parents, kids to the theatre? Um, but I, I fear for all the regional theatres because they, they survive on Panto each year. Yeah. I think, I think certainly it's been a, another thing that affected people's mental health is the uncertainty. And actually we know from studies that if, you, if people know what's going to happen, even if actually it's quite awful and quite horrible, actually most people can then sort of process it, they come to an understanding, they kind of weigh things up and so on. And actually it doesn't have such an impact on their mental health. It's when people don't know what's happening, particularly when people have got a history of depression, because one of the things that happens when people have low mood is a thing called catastrophizing. Where, where we kind of automatically as a default go to like the worst case scenario. And, and so a lot of patients, I think, or a lot of my patients, um, they, they've been experiencing this catastrophizing where they're assuming that the worst is going to happen, even though it probably won't. Um, and, and that's a symptom of their depression. And of course, when you're in a situation like this where we don't know what's going to happen, it really sort of plays into that aspect of things. Yeah, and I, I like to have everything planned out. And I mean, this is probably the first year that I've been very anal about it and I had the entire year planned out with booked all the holidays all the nights out every, everything was all booked and done and I've, I've never been so organized and so I've had to try and find other ways of being um uh, trying to get organized thanks yeah. I've got a lovely friend Sarah who gives me a kick up the backside every so often so have you done this I mean what I'm hearing very much from you is the kind of the value of friendships and connections and that that's really more than kind of professionals in a way uh, for you personally it's been very much kind of the people around you that have helped oh absolutely I've got some wonderful wonderful people around me who uh will check in all, all the time some people I speak to every day very quickly but just that quick check-in and that's all it takes and there's so many people out there that are on their own during this whole process and that's got to be I think a, a very hard situation to be in so all I want to, just to say to people is if you know someone that is on their own just give them a call even if you haven't spoke to them in ages um, just just give them a call and just say I'm just checking in to say how you are because every time I get a message like that gives me this warm feeling inside that there's somebody out there that cares yeah. and it takes uh takes a minute of our time just to send a little message to go i just want to check in and see how you are and i've kind of there's one of the again one of the things i've liked about the pandemic is that now when we say how are you people actually mean it it's like literally no i actually want to know like actually how are you yeah. it's not some kind of cursory thing on our way as we're walking off to something else it's literally it's like we, we've only got this question it's like literally how are you i actually want to know how are you coping? What's happening for you? Um, and I like that, the kind of that reframing of that phrase that we kind of has been sort of flippantly used for so many, you know, for, for so long, actually now has a real weight and a meaning to it. Um, and so what, what would you, what, if, if people are listening to this and maybe they are struggling, so they're having difficulties um, with their mood and with their anxiety, what would you, what would you, what advice would you give them? Um, 
reach out. The, the, hard, the, you know, the hardest thing in the entire world to do is when you're struggling is to reach out. That initial break in that first little barrier of having to talk to somebody, that will be the hardest thing you ever do. Um, once you've done that, there'll always be someone there to listen. But it is that initial, that initial moment of having to actually ask for help or reach out to somebody. Um, and people wouldn't think that that's the hardest part because if you've never struggled with uh, depression or mental health issues or anything like that, you just don't understand. And they'll think, oh, just pick up the phone and call somebody. It's not that easy. The first time, it's not that easy. It will get easier and easier and easier as time goes on. So as BT used to say, it's good to talk. Robin, it has been a real joy talking to you. Thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. Thank you. That's all we've got time for. You can find us on Spotify, Apple and Google and leave us a review. And don't forget to sign up for the Daily Mail Plus briefings at mailplus.co.uk. 